We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Hello. What? Sorry, Are we started? <laughs> <laughs> My I, mouth is I, still I full. Do, I should do like a countdown, like three, <laughs> two. two. That's what I think like professional <laughs> people do. I'm sure they do. Kim just likes press the button. That's right. Press the button. Well, I think a few episodes ago we started with me going, this is so phallic. Yeah. I'll have a microphone because I didn't realize you started. So I wanted to get a picture of you doing that because you literally do that every single time. <laughs> I can't help it. Okay, do it again. Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this so is okay. a family Look podcast. At the <laughs> Isn't it? In case you're just joining us, this is the Pragmatic Doulas. Mm. I'm, I'm Suzanne, Kim. eating donuts. I'm Kim, also eating a donut. I'm done my donut, and I'm Stephanie. Where Where is this bakery that you got these donuts? It's called Cordy's Bakery. When we moved into this neighborhood, all sorts of people were talking about this. People from my kids' schools talked about this bakery. And then Roger came home from work one day, and his friends at work, or his associates at work, had said that, oh, you live right beside that bakery. So I finally decided last week to go over and find out what was so the big deal about these donuts that they make in the morning. Pardon me. Pardon me. And, uh, <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> it was a good donut. That's your mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm to Mississauga, so I'm not worried. Okay. Fine. I wouldn't move to Mississauga for that donut, mm-hmm. but I'd move the bakery to Scarborough for that donut. There we go. Mm-hmm. It can be done. Oh, Cordy's Bakery, Rathburn, was, and Pony Trail. That was really. This good. is not an advertisement. They have given us no money for this. You want to get free wa- donuts? Go. You go in there and hit them up <laughs> on this deal. We will talk about this bakery every episode if they'll give us free donuts. And 50 bucks. There you go. Well, there are three more donuts. I'm supposed to save those for my family. Well, then don't talk about them. Yeah. Why bring them up then? Mm -hmm. Mm. So speaking of food, I was wondering. Interesting question. What did you eat for dinner last night and why? Nothing. What? See, why did you not eat dinner last night? I was tired. I was doing what? I don't know. I don't even. I was trying to figure out what the fuck I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. What did I do yesterday? I went and saw a client in the morning. She just looked at her calendar. I did look at my I can't calendar. Remember. I went. Oh, Are you in going the to the movies and all that. Yes, yeah. I went to see, uh, and I did not have popcorn or M and M's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, very good. Okay. Why did you go to the movies then? <laughs> <laughs> went and picked. So I went and saw a client. Then I went and picked up my sister, and we met um, one of my oldest friends at Jack Astor's for some lunch, and we went to go see. Uh, Medea, the new Medea movie, and unfortunately, um, I didn't realize the topic of the that movie, and we were taking her out to cheer her up. Unfortunately, the topic of Tyler Perry's latest movie is um, the funeral of a father, which is what we were trying to help my friend get over. So, oh my gosh, um, big big fail, friendship fail. Trailers, people. Hello. <laughs> I, I knew it was about a funeral, but I didn't know who had actually died. No, me neither. So <clears throat> we ended up walking around. Um, the Scarborough Town Center, trying to figure out how, yeah, Cat's Cradle String was made into lingerie at Victoria's Secret. We we just left the movie part way through because it was just like, yeah, this oh. is not achieving. That's what I was going to say. You left the movie. Did you watch the whole movie? or? Oh, no, no. We got part way in and we're all like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Mm-hmm. So we left. 
because mm-hmm. she was getting upset. So it was time to go. It was time to walk around. And oh. the whole purpose was to spend the afternoon together. So we did it. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Lingerie we would never wear instead mm-hmm. of watching okay, a but movie. that lingerie you're not supposed to wear. Like, you're supposed to put it on and then immediately take it off. Like, it's not for... Like I said, it's for sexy time. Yeah, not, it's for not for wearing for to the office all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you were wearing it to the office, I mean... You must have, like, a really, really tough taint. Like, your choida <laughs> must be, like, resistant to sensation. That moving back and forth of the string, it just... It gives me an abscess just thinking about it. You must have zero percent body fat because seriously, if I put that thing on, it would it's disappear. Lost. It would disappear. You have to hire the SWAT team to find it. We're going in. <laughs> my skin skirt. Remember when those? Remember when those boys were lost in the cave and they had like <laughs> divers from all over the world? <laughs> That's what it would take to find one of those in there. Um. Yeah, but not great. just me. Not just you, me too. Um, oh I've heard God. people who wear them all the time say, oh, you're getting used to it. But I'm like, ew, I can just imagine bacteria just like, you know. On the string. Oh, yeah. yeah. On oh, the yeah. string, just swinging hand by hand <laughs> towards your vagina and your urethra and just crawling up there and just like living. Just camping out UTI, and reproducing. UTI, UTI and mm-hmm. vaginal yeast infection. Oh, so, I mean, okay, if you're a person who wears thongs all the time and you do not suffer these things, you're, please I, let us know how. Because have zero percent body fat. I can't imagine. Fifty. But still, even zero percent body fat, that's rubbing. That's, yeah. that's bacteria swinging arm to arm. Mm-hmm. Get up to your other business. Okay, I'm getting a yeast infection just thinking about this. <laughs> and and this question was originally about what did you eat for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> what did you eat for dinner, Suzanne? I ate... Leftover lunch for dinner, actually. I had a friend over and um, made, like, a big lunch, and then there was lots of it left over that I thought my kids would eat, mm, but they all either didn't come home or came home and then went out, so I was home alone, so I ate all the leftovers by myself. Awesome. Yeah. And what it was you delicious. For? Miss I, Kim? I had, I made the kids sausage and peppers, and I was going to eat it when I got home, but then... I scarfed down a bunch of it before I left. All right. And why did I eat it? Because that's what I had the ingredients for. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Today I'm making shepherd's pie. Um, My kids are at their dad, so I will be eating nothing. So you don't eat unless the children are home? (laughs) What is that? I don't don't cook for myself unless the children are home. Oh, wow. I cook for myself all the time. Pardon me. What does that look like? Then, do you just like make yourself some toast or leftovers? Take or, out mm. chips, popcorn, take out. You wouldn't know. Like, I, I won't wear a thong because <laughs> this takes a lot of work to create. <laughs> I didn't get this big. Picture Kim rubbing her belly. My belly. <laughs> um, this takes a lot of work to maintain this girth. So, you, you know. You can't do it while the kids are I on. can't. No, because that would be mean, you know, <laughs> constantly feeding them junk food. Mm-hmm. I have to at least maintain some semblance, some semblance of, of respectability. <laughs> exactly. In the parenting realm. That's, right. That's why I made sausage, sausage and peppers. And peppers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, okay. and be- then the day before was pulled pork. I freaking love this pulled pork, man. Mm-hmm. How do you make that? I just throw the, what do you call, the pork tenderloin in the slow cooker. Yep. Bottle of barbecue sauce, bottle of Dijon mustard, some Mrs. Dash spice, 
on six hours later shred 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 bun eat oh so good okay yeah it sounds too easy to taste good it's fucking amazing okay. i have some you can have, i have some leftovers you can have some for you all right <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna say no it's really good this one wasn't that good because i used really seedy dijon mustard yeah my oldest son commented that um, he doesn't like seeds and he didn't mustard. he didn't like the seeds it's yeah like, i would totally I love that seeds. change the so. seeds I think would make it for me. I what are those seeds? seeds? Cuz I'm suspicious of seeds. Mustard seeds, I imagine, seeds. I guess. Okay, what are they? Okay, I don't know what they taste like. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've had them. There's little black specks yeah, in Dijon. Yeah. 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 I'm sure I'm fine with them. That's why we describe baby poop as, you know, French mustard, mustard with Dijon seeds. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> I describe the and smell as um buttered popcorn with some malt vinegar thrown in. Oh, I've never I've never considered I've never that. considered the it. Smell? the smell of it. Yeah. yeah. The smell of it is very distinctive. It's not like regular poop, which we all well, know. No, thank the God. variety of regular poop smell. But I always say it's buttered popcorn with some malt vinegar mm -hmm. on there. That's what it smells like to me. Now I'm gonna have to mix now this all together to and check it. And I always say must some Dijon mustard with some cottage cheese mixed in. But sometimes there's those like lumpy curds kind of things. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some cheese curds in there. Nice. <laughs> and this has been the Poop Talk Podcast. <laughs> poop Corner. Um, We've talked about taints and poop and bacteria. Mm -hmm. But we're really supposed to be talking about today safety, doula safety, right? Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys a question, though, um, before we did this. I <clears throat> Any sort of stuff that came up. So I was at a birth the other day. And I know I'm pretty sure we've discussed this before, or I've discussed this before with you. Mm -hmm. One of the things as a doula that I look for for labor, just to because obviously we don't do vaginal exams, to try and figure out sort of where she is in the process, is bloody show. Yeah. This client did not have any blood at all, at all. Uh huh. Ever. Yeah, that was me. I that was me. Yeah. Tidiest I, that labor blows me away. Really? See, I got boatloads. Well, yeah, so do I. And most of my clients do. Only mm -hmm. a couple of times have I actually seen what would be described as really, like, I almost want to say a clean labor because there was dry. nothing. Let's say dry. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she had mucus and whatnot, but no bleeding whatsoever. Yeah. That's just absolutely me. Nothing. And so do you remember one of the births I told and you titled it? Get your knickers off, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. That's that was me. That's what my midwife said to, says to me at the, just as the baby's about to come out, and I've got my knickers on with nothing, no pad, no nothing, no pads, no nothing comes out. No. And because my labors are really fast, my thinking is that for weeks and weeks my cervix is opening, yeah, opening, and the mucus, whatever's there, comes out in such tiny bits. For weeks and weeks yeah. and weeks before I actually go into labor. That by the time, and my waters never break really mm -hmm. until right. like the very end. So there's nothing, what's, there's no mucus, yeah. there's no blood, there's no nothing. Everything's just <clears throat> opened up slowly. So whatever was supposed to come out comes out in such small amounts that I don't notice it. It mm -hmm. was my understanding that, and I could, maybe I'm completely wrong, but it was my understanding that the bleeding comes from the cervix yeah. dilating. Yeah. Blood vessels are breaking as the yeah. cervix dilates. And yeah. yet, and yeah, no some, blood vessels, people, it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. Yeah, that's me. So I always say that in class. So if, you're, if you've got like ripped, roaring contractions that are coming back to back, don't be sitting at home thinking, no, this is not labor because I haven't seen any mucus. 
because sometimes you don't yeah. see it. It's well, already, it's gone already. That's the way this client was. And <laughs> when she went, we went, we started to push because when I got there, she was like fully dilated. But um, when I got there and they were going to start pushing, I like, you kind of glance down just to see sort of what, you know, what's Come happening. On. You can't not. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Absolutely, nothing. Utterly clean. Well, I guess uh-huh. even the cervix must be a little bit different too. Then, like, yeah. yeah, some people have more vessels in there that get compressed, and some people might have less vessels that get compressed. Yep, yep. Are you I mean, I mean, that? if if sensitivity, cervical sensitivity, is a sign of having a lot of blood vessels, I know that I have a really sensitive yeah. cervix, and I will not tell you how I know that. Just trust me. That I know. Okay, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so I don't. It's not, it's not that great, but I mean, okay. I just well, know. Yeah. So if that's a, I mean, I would think that that's a sign. Sensitivity of an of a body part means there's usually that there's lots of nerve endings there, yeah, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But nothing, no bleeding. Crazy. Yeah. I every now and then I see it and it kind of freaks me out. Not freaks me out, but it makes my judgment of what's happening less accurate because it's one of the things I look for. I always ask, is yes, there any show? Sure. Are you having any discharge? Yes. Any bleeding at all? Yeah. And then at that point, it's like, oh, you've got this much bleeding? Okay, so she's probably this much dilated, things like that. And all my Jamaican aunties and relatives and stuff like that, they and all the birth stories and stuff that I've heard about as a child... <clears throat> That's one of the things I would always say at the start of labor. There, would, somebody would always say to them, "You see sign? <laughs> Do you see any signs?" And that would be the sign that they're referring to is that bloody show. Yeah. And if you didn't see any sign, that stop your nonsense. You're not in labor. Just yeah. you know, come talk to me when you. That's yeah. what my mother tells that story when she was starting labor with me. And her older auntie asked her that, and she said no. And she said, "Well, then go back to bed. Nothing's going on." And it was when my mom got up and said, no, 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 something definitely is going on. But she still hadn't seen any signs. Right. Except contractions. So maybe I got it from my maybe mom. Side. Who's wow. a very tidy, neat little woman. <laughs> <laughs> and her body acts accordingly. And her body acts accordingly. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't see any of those signs. It was just contractions. Well, I think it's just there's the norm, and then there's people who and then there's, there's a spectrum. Yeah, right? yeah, there is people spectrum. who have like tons and tons and tons of stuff coming out of them oh, constantly, yeah. Yeah. and then people Copious. who don't. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I had like there's a little a bit of pink spotting, but that's it. She didn't start to bleed until they sort of got their fingers in there to get this baby out of and the vacuum and whatnot, and I think that the doctor's sort of aggressiveness down there mm-hmm. did some tearing and whatnot and that's where the bleeding was coming from at the end but it was really really weird for me i literally remember getting checked for the first time when the midwife came um because i don't remember any of this with my first two two labors but i remember when i was having my first home birth and the midwife came and she did a cervical exam and when she took her fingers out there was blood on her fingers and that freaked me out oh well, yeah because i hadn't seen any blood before that and that was and i'm like oh i'm bleeding and i mean that's normal yeah but it freaked me out because you hadn't seen i hadn't before. seen any and i would go and pee a lot wiping yeah. a lot yeah nothing wow yeah so with this birth too we had i had uh that we would do this topic of safety because I think I got to we were going to a hospital that I don't I haven't really been to in a while and I don't really do a lot of births there so it was a 
area that I'm unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. And it was three o'clock in the morning and as it often as is. it often is. <laughs> and I thought we t- we could talk about, you know, sort of what safety precautions we take as doulas when we are going for interviews and entering people's homes or, you know, going to the births in the middle of the night and driving around all over Hell's Half Acre in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any situations where I really... Oh, I did have one. So, <laughs> I did a birth <clears throat> at... Cackle, cackle. I did a birth at uh, Woman's College once. And mm. at, at Woman's College, they closed the garage, right? At, yes. at the end of the night. So, I had to go and get the security guard to walk me to my car. So, I get to my car. And it was like two o'clock in the morning, something like that when I was leaving. And he goes, you have your money ready? I said, yeah. So he goes, just put it in this envelope and put it in the slot and I'll open the door for you. Where was that parking garage? It was on the other side of Gren- Grenville. Bah- at the back of the yeah. hospital. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I got to the place where I'm supposed to put in the envelope and he was still there. The security guard was still there. Um, but I guess he wasn't really supposed to be waiting for me. Um, but I was too far away to reach out to put it into the slot. So I opened my car door to get out to go put it in the slot, and the security guard comes running at me. What are you doing? Don't do that. Never do that. You just don't pay. If that happens again, you don't even pay. You just go. Whoa. And I go, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I've been a doula for like 10 minutes at this point. I'm like, oh my God, okay. Mm-hmm. I rolled up the window. I shut the door and I left. I'm like, the fuck happens down here at Woman's College in the middle of the night? Mm, but, a lot, I'm presuming. Yeah, I must have been. So that was kind of the only time I've ever really been sort of absolutely freaked out about anything. Well, mm, we mostly, I mostly attend births at St. Mike's. Right. So yes, me too. That's in the heart of, um, you know, scary town. Yes. Um, but I do remember at women's, old women's, mm-hmm. and it's not a birth. It was when I used to teach there for a short time. Oh, right. Yeah. And during the dark months, when yeah. <laughs> when class would finish at eight thirty, it's pitch black outside. It's dark, mm-hmm. and it would be the building across the street from the main hospital. Oh, okay. And so. And then the parking garage is on the other side of the main hospital. Right. And I would not, no way, Jose, walk around the building to get Mm -hmm. there. I walk through the building, past the security guy, so that he knows that I'm going. But I never asked anybody to walk me there. I probably should have. Well, I mean, at 8.30 at night, I wouldn't necessarily But when it's November. But in this case, I had to ask because he had to make sure that the door opened for me because it was shut and locked. Like, it was not uh, meant to open. Okay. Yeah. It was shut between certain hours. Yeah. Like, after midnight oh, that, or 11 I, o'clock right. or something like okay, that. Okay, okay. 6 a.m. or something. Yeah. I think that, oh, because I had um, your pass? hospital pass. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't need them to do that. Right. Uh, because I do remember it being locked and having to use my hospital pass to go in. Right. In the first place. But that that probably was the scariest thing. And there's been a couple of, what's, is it North York General? There's a couple of scary spots. I don't spots like North York General's down parking there garage. Because they have like windows that go around. And when you look outside, it's just all bushes. Yeah. I mean, nobody can get in. But I mean, like nobody can get in through the windows. But they can walk in through the main entrances and be hovering behind a car. Yeah. And, and they're kind of trapped in there because of the windows. No one can hear you. 
and you can't you can't jump out the window. Right. So there's that. Then there's the going to clients that live downtown and have some sort of sketchy parking situations, which yeah. I'm dealing with right now. Yes. Those parking garages are freaking. I don't like underground parking anyway mm -hmm. just because i don't like underground and even though i have a teeny tiny car i'm constantly worried about my car being too big for the <laughs> car is the size of a minute I for know. god's sake i used to drive a minivan and i was and at a berth one time going in an underground parking garage i had one of those tule mm -hmm. camping things right, on yes. top totally fucking forgot about it <laughs> <clears throat> so i go into the underground i just hear <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is that? It was my thing. That was, and it was brand new. We had just gotten it like the oh, week before. Shit. My husband had spent like <coughs> two hours like getting it on the oh, thing. No, and I wrecked it oh, trying no. to get in that underground parking. That's hilarious. Underground parking and weird dark parking garages freak me the hell out. Because mm -hmm. we listen to too much true crime. That and they freak me even more out now that I've been listening to my favorite murder podcast. Yeah. But really, if you even, if you're online ever, yeah, there's always videos, always videos of, and it's usually of women kicking someone's ass because they get approached, but it's almost always in the elevators, going to your car in an yeah. underground parking yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, someone comes at you, they think they have you trapped in there, and thankfully in these videos it's kind of cool, usually that guy gets his ass kicked, Yeah. but it's, that's where you're targeted. Same thing in the underground parking, as soon as you get in, you lock your door and you don't go <coughs> again. Yeah. Um. Even if you're going to get gas in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. I don't give a flying fuck if the guy is inside the gas station watching. That doesn't do me any good. No. But if I get out to put gas in my car, I'm locking my fucking car because people all the time come. When you see the the distraction thefts or the distraction hijackings, they come around the other <coughs> side of your car while you're busy putting gas in. You're turned away looking at the thing. They open the other door and they take your purse mm -hmm. or they take whatever's in there Yeah. if they want something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the only place I've ever actually at Sinai at St. Mike's at yes. Women's, I've so always nice I I used to yeah, always have yeah. them walk me to my car. Yeah, I've been approached more than once. Remember the guy who used to walk around naked with a cowboy hat in Toronto? He used to walk up Sorry. and down Young Street. Missed him. <laughs> missed him. I absolutely have missed that one. That yes. guy was searching you out. That's <laughs> yeah. why, because yeah. I missed him. He also could be a figment of our imagination. <laughs> sure. Okay, anybody in Toronto, you know what I'm talking about. The dude who is. Um, sometimes he was dressed up partially as Santa on, on Young Street, and sometimes he was naked. Anyhow, there was a fellow who I swear to God was imitating him outside of St. Um, you know, there's a Hasty Market just down the street from yes. si from Sinai, right? Mm -hmm. When you come out onto Murray Street, there is a fellow just in nothing but a plastic banana hammock. Looked like it, it was homemade. Oh, my God. And a cowboy hat walking around, hollering, hollering. Obviously, he was on something and stuff. But he was just trying to chat me up, and I just wanted to go get a fucking freezy. Mm -hmm. You know? That's all I wanted was a freezy. Or you were going into the hasty, the hasty market. market. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what the hell time of day was this? Oh, it was late. It was like, yeah, it was late. But me late. Was it 7 o'clock at night? Oh, or was it 2 o'clock in the morning? No, it was, yeah, it was in the in the wee hours. But... What? Okay, let's back up a minute. Why are you here. getting a freezing? Because I what? needed sugar. I was leaving Stay the hospital away at that to go time. Drive. Yeah, home. that's yeah. all I wanted was some yep. sugar to get, get in it. my car yep. to go you get, home. You ignore the freezing. You have something in your car that's sweet, like a chocolate bar, and that's how you get home. You do not go to the hasty market <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning. You're taking notes in a neighborhood me. where you are unfamiliar, particularly <laughs> one that happens to be downtown. 
can I wag my finger at you now? You, you may. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> but usually, anyhow, I used to always have the security walking right door. As soon as like they locked the doors, any of the doors in the hospital, where if I wanted to leave and come back in, I would not necessarily have the option. Mm -hmm. I would have somebody walk into the car. St. Mike's, though, I've had more people approach me than any other time, or the sensation that you're, you know, you're walking across from well, the Queen Street exit. Hello. I, what did I just call that area? Exactly. Scary town. I mean, <clears throat> Queen and Church, what do you, like, come on. This is, yeah. it is But like, isn't it funny? I actually almost feel safer near St. Mike's. Because of familiarity. Because of familiarity than I yes. do at, say, Sunnybrook, even, which is, like, in a rich town. Honestly, I do feel, I feel safer at Queen and Church because it is so busy. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, there's a lot more scary people, mm -hmm. but I would. That's why North York General scares me mm -hmm. because it's dead. It's, yeah, because there's it is nothing there's around. nobody around, or even Sunnybrook. Mm -hmm. Those near, yes. those hospitals that are in those areas where you don't see like homeless people lying on the grates right out front mm -hmm. or in the lobby. Um, but you know, so what? I don't I don't feel unsafe going to the St. Mike's garage actually, no. and it's very well lit. And it's very open. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that it's well to me. lit. Yeah. Sunnybrook's is not well lit. Mm -hmm. No, there's like a lit spot and then like a dark, dark spot. spot. And, and I never go underground at Sunnybrook. No. See, I it's better, it's better lit ground. underground than it is in their main parking lot. Sure, Although the hospital lights flash out onto the, the upper parking lot, underground there's much better lighting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like when I well, drive I just to avoid go underground. If I don't have to go underground, I'm not going underground just because of my underground issues your ability <laughs> so i'm always going above ground to to um to find parking up there regardless of the weather I'm doing that well yeah, in sunnybrook there's actually a little security office right in the parking lot too if you go underground there's one where the and somebody's in there and somebody's in there yeah well for temporary first parking. of all did you hear the mfm episode where the woman was attacked at night as she locked herself in her bathroom. And yes. then the security guard, guard came, came and said, Ma'am, it's okay. Come on out. It's security. And the 911 operator said, yeah. do, do not, not open, open that door. door. And then it ended up being the security guard who was trying to murder her. Yep. Okay. So you can't trust anybody. No, you can't. Just and keep your keys. <laughs> keep your keys in your finger. And fuck politeness. Yeah. So besides keys in your finger, which, you know, we've all been doing since we were we. Um, Except if you have a toggle and you have no keys now that's for your point. fucking cars. But you know what you oh, do don't have? you have your house keys on your thing? I have my. Okay, I have to show you my house keys because they literally are like 500,000 keys. Uh, I could oh. actually protect myself by throwing the whole thing out <laughs> and hitting them, Knock in, the him in the head. And he's done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These things are, they take up the entire pocket of my one purse. Oh. They're so heavy. I so, got the one house key. I'm sitting here thinking about, yeah, things that are you can hold in one hand. But really, yeah, I guess maybe if you carry something large that could be used as a weapon to knock someone out cold. That's an option too. Your bag. I mean, our doula bag. My, our, never mind my doula. I should go carry my purse. My purse weighs <laughs> like 6,000 pounds. It feels like I have like bars of lead in there. <laughs> I could just swing it at somebody's head and they're finished. Yeah. And I think yeah. the other thing too is, is that, like, as you say, you know, if somebody is approaching you in the dark, you're like turning around going, get the fuck away Wait, from me. Yes. Yeah. So, like, and attitude, I don't have a problem with saying, back. The fuck up. Mm -hmm. That fellow that came at me in, uh, he didn't come at me, sorry, just to be clear. He did not come at me in the parking lot. I had come back to my car. To was car. he just walking toward you? He was walking, he walked up to my car just as I got in. He was just outside my window as I got in. And it was just, I, I, 
open my window just a smidge because he he kind of made the mm-hmm. original 1980s roll down your window sign. Yeah. Right? And I and just I rolled in the window a little bit. I what came out of my mouth was just you better not be here to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. I do not have it today. And and he's just looking at me. He's like, ma'am, I just wanted to let you know that a car. And he slipped the in the little window. He's like, this is the license plate. They backed into you a little bit and scratched your bumper. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to let you know. That's it. And I like, said, you oh. should have just taped it to the car. <laughs> Do not approach women in parking garages late at night. No. And he did. He waited in his car mm-hmm. for me to come back at a shopper's drug mart to give me that information. I was like, thank you very nice, much. Nice, but, but slightly creepy. Slightly creepy. Yeah, yeah. and a slightly bad judgment. <clears throat> yeah, you could have, If you wrote down the, the license plate, you could have just written... This is the car. This is the description. Yeah, and stuck it under the windshield. Come yeah. on. Yeah. There are options, men. Think about it. Yeah. Don't be and assholes. Much yeah. preferential. I appreciated the effort of this older gentleman, but it was yeah. It was just yeah, like the fuck politeness bit. Yeah. yeah. You better not be here to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm and I will I had this one time I was at St. Joe's and the client lived in the St. Joe's neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So she was in early labor, so we walked to the hospital. Like, yeah. it was time to go to the hospital, so we walked there because it wasn't that far. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, but when the birth was over, I had to go back to my car in a neighborhood I have no, I mm-hmm. mean, I grew up in Scarborough. Like, I can, I've been kicking ass since, you know, I was four. But mm-hmm. I got on the phone, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Why does it going to happen at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning? Mm-hmm. So I got on the phone, um, talking to my husband at the time, going, okay, so I'm going back to my car now, and I'm just going to, I have to walk through this neighborhood that I don't know, and I'm just going to keep you on the phone. I hope that's okay, honey. He's like, no, that's fine, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and I just kept talking and talking. And this was, actually, it was probably a flip phone at the time, um, my pink Samsung flip phone. <laughs> I still have that thing. Um and just talk to him the entire way home because I was terrified. In fact, I wasn't even sure where the hell I was going mm-hmm. because I couldn't remember how we got there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a nightmare. Well, I've never been afraid of being lost in a neighborhood at night. I've The only time I've ever been afraid driving home, honestly, was from Markham Stovall mm-hmm. because oh, one, of first, one, one of my first – one of my first – births up there and so I put in my GPS how to get home because I don't live far from Markham Stoville so it's taking me through back roads and stuff that scared the shit out of me driving on those unlit country roads roads. and And I'm expecting friggin Michael Myers to just step in the middle (laughs) of the road right now and I'm like do it fucker I'm just gonna keep driving (laughs) but I was I felt so even though I was safely inside my car and I'm driving and I'm the one in the one town vehicle I was, it still freaked me out driving by myself on these, mm-hmm. you know, little country road. Because you hear about all these things that people do. Mm-hmm. What if there's like an actual car blockade mm-hmm. across the road? That's what I'm thinking. Somebody's out to get me, Somebody's and they're smart. In the road, to that that's where I can't tires. drop pass through. Yeah. Then what? That's what was scaring me as I was driving on. Not like a deer running across or anything <laughs> like that. It was human men that I'm afraid of in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, and that was coming from. Mark and Stoville, which is a nice hospital, nice area. But those hospitals that are out sort of by themselves, they're the, they're scarier to me yeah. than those ones that are right down in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. The problem is some of those garages are at the back. Yes. See with St. Mike's? 
the parking garage is right across the street in the middle of hustle and bustle. Yeah. But like Sinai, the parking garage is behind on a very sort of uh, quiet street. Mm -hmm. It's not out in university. No. no, no, no. Which would I would feel much safer if it was like right there. But it's but even then where there's nobody at two o'clock in the morning. There's nobody back there. Well, and that's just it in that area because it's very business, very hospitals, things like that. Everything there's, no there's nothing going after on after midnight. There's nothing down there. It's mm -hmm. not like there's restaurants and everything like that too. At least in like I'll that's be somewhere. honest at St. Mike's. You know, if somebody's going to attack you, I would actually, I actually have the belief that. There's the homeless population that's down there are going to come to my rescue. Yeah, I don't. I'm not afraid of those guys. I, I really am not, am not afraid no. of those guys. No, I'm not all. afraid of those guys. Yeah. Um, but when you're in, you and there's know, going to be other people because they're mixed in with a bunch of other people. So if somebody's going to jump you at Queen of Church, somebody yeah. else is going to be there to help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, God help you if you're at like. And there's a code. Ninth like, Line and Highway Seven. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who's going to help you up there? Nobody. Yeah. Even at Ninth Line and Highway Seven, if you you know flip your truck into something that's so such an expanse on either side of the highway, mm -hmm. how yes. long until someone notices that you right. put your truck somewhere? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Whereas in downtown, if you have a little you know, fender bender. You got fifty people calling nine one one, and everybody's yeah. got a whole other problem. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got their own version of events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I carry now, um, and I got one for all of my my kids too. Uh, air horn. So you're not allowed to carry mace, right? We're no, not allowed to carry mace here. We're not allowed to pepper carry, spray. We're not no. allowed to carry pepper spray. We pepper are allowed spray. to carry bear spray. Isn't, um, that, the, isn't that what mace is? It's basically, but it's bear spray, and it's sold over the counter, so we're allowed to carry it. We're technically speaking not supposed to use it on another person. However, if they're coming, Except if somebody is coming at me, yeah. they're a bear. But to avoid all of those things, the little t it, when you go out on a boat, they generally have a big foghorn, right? Mm -hmm. You can get a hand-sized foghorn. And this thing will fuck you up and shut you down. If I put it, if I put it right where the microphone is right now and hit it, all of us would hit the ground. We wouldn't be able to hear. We wouldn't. And your, it fucks up your sight, like everything. Right. That close mm -hmm. to somebody, and it's a little handheld thing. Literally, you pull it out of your pocket. Is it like a can? Yeah, it's a little tiny can, but this big. Okay, I want one. Yep, it is nine ninety nine at Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. And anytime you you know pass it to your kids or anything, so because you're you really when you you can. If knock you, someone down without actually injuring them. It's a temporary thing. It's like a stun you're gun. You're that coughs? Sorry. But it's a stun gun, but it's only for it's for the senses. It's not for you don't yes. physically touch somebody. Yes. That's all you need is for someone to be disabled just long enough for you to get your, get your fucking yeah. ass out of there. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be like right in their face. Like if someone grabs you from behind, out it comes. From you just have to do it near them. And it, you just so it comes with like a little air horn in front of it. So wherever you direct it is where the sound will go. People around it will also get the sound, but where it is directed, but is including you. But the thing is, the horn faces away from you. So if the guy is here, you're here. If they're beside you, that's here. Wherever the horn directs is the person where who's the gonna sound going to drop. Yeah. And that's really amazing because mm -hmm. if you are out there in the middle of nowhere yelling, you know, help, help, help. People are not, for some reason, just saying the word help. Nobody suddenly can hear. They've all gone deaf. Mm -hmm. But people are going to hear that, and they're going to come out and go, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, I'm imagining horn. it sounding like a like a, a um the the reggae horns. <laughs> Sorry guys, I got <laughs> like a reggae concert yeah. or something. I just I'm assuming it's not like that, but that's what I'm imagining. Oh, oh. see, now I want one of those. Yeah, that sounds like a a good thing. Um, wow. 
Because my at my badass attitude would only get me so far, apparently. <laughs> my resting bitch face will only get me so far. Oh, yeah, I, I walk with, I mean, I that's what I do is I walk with purpose. Even if I don't know where the fuck I'm going, yeah. I make it look like I know where the fuck I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I have stopped. I have, I used to live just a little bit. A little bit north of where the TTC ended, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it just didn't make sense to pay a whole other fare to go up one stop. Mm-hmm. So I'd walk from Steeles up to my street, and it would be about ten, ten thirty at night. And I was always really, really aware of my surroundings and so on. But every once in a while, there'd be somebody behind you. Mm-hmm. I will stop right in my. I will stop, turn around, look at the person. And invite them to go ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I stop and I look, and it's a little old woman or something like that. And that, and you then gotta I be careful of those. You gotta men. gotta there's, be careful of this. Is true. Them, this is true. They got canes and shit <laughs> and bad attitudes. And they're crotch. Yeah, they're crotchety. They survived the 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 World War Two men and the mm-hmm. famine. So, um, mm-hmm. if I have seen men behind me, and I will stop and let them walk ahead of me, mm-hmm. and I do not care how they feel about it, or in the elevator, mm-hmm. if I'm in the elevator with a strange man, I'm standing opposite him with my arms crossed, staring in his yep. face, yep. and so many men I know in this city have thought, what the hell, why is she looking at me like I'm a rapist, because you potentially are, Yeah. It- so I'm standing there with my arms crossed, staring at the guy with my keys in between my thumb and finger and just staring at him come on try it try it today if do you want to die today you, try me you want to think i'm crazy i have yeah, no I don't problem care. with that yeah. whatsoever yeah. yeah i wear my crazy like a badge of honor <clears throat> but i like i said i know that like badass attitude can only get you so far That's so true. that air horn thing sounds really good uh, yeah I Ten, like 9.99 at Canadian, Canadian Tire, Tire. I know what go I'm, get one I'm, for yourself, people. I know people. what I'm doing today. Yeah, that's a good idea. I would give that to my daughter, who goes to um, U of T Scarborough Campus, which is a very nice place, but there's so many. Trees, yeah, it's pretty. But you know what pretty means? A lot of trees, a lot of bushes, a lot places. of places to crouch behind. And she's about as badass as you can get. Yeah. However, you know, Again. a little extra reinforcement doesn't hurt yeah that's mm. a good idea mm-hmm. um what about going to like client interviews do you have like a do you go to their house do you meet at a coffee shop do you almost always go to their house and i would say is that because you because i'm trying to make them feel more comfortable yeah but is it also because they've taken your class you already know they're a real person that exists things like that even if it's complete strangers I will go to their house if they suggest now there are people who suspect the doula might be crazy psycho yes. serial killer so I've had people suggest to meet at a coffee shop or somewhere for the initial interview and I get that people don't want to let you into their personal space until they know that they're actually going to be yes. working with you yeah that's fine too so I'm cool with that too most of the time though most people are happy to have you in their house most of the time it's the two people, so I'm already outnumbered. Yeah, exactly. and one of them is a male person, yeah, who probably is stronger than me, so yeah. that the pregnant person doesn't feel right unsafe with yeah. me coming into their home. And I'm cool with that if it's more convenient and more comfortable for them. Um, my issue is again, where am I parking? Yeah, 
Yeah. Where am I parking and how it's am I getting from the client? It's yes. Yeah. And I always I always Google stock before I go for an interview. Yeah, like I Google I stock do too. the neighborhoods. We go on and look at the I look where I can park. Yeah. I ask them where I can park. Yeah. And I Google you can put where parking close to the yeah. whatever address and it will tell you where the nearest green pea is. Yeah. Or anything and yeah. or the parking lot like that. But I will ask them too. And again, I have felt unsafe in really nice neighborhoods because yes. there's so much landscaping. Yes. Big hedges, big trees, old established trees where and then two two big men can hide behind because yes. these trees are so big. And I have also been to really kind of sketchy neighborhoods where I have felt totally safe because there's hustle and bustle and people moving around yep. even at 10 o'clock at night. There's people yep. moving around. Yeah. And um, it, it just depends. To me, um, the wilder, the more natural and uh, setting is that I feel the most unsafe. Yeah. I feel yeah. the most safe in, in – now, we're not talking about parking and how annoying no, no, parking no, is. No, we're talking like about just street. feeling safe. Yeah. I feel safer in neighborhoods where there's all kinds of stuff going on and there's yeah. people all around. Even if some of those people are sketchy, yeah. I feel yeah. safer than I mean, quiet neighborhoods where all you hear is the wind. Yeah. And there's a one well, guy I mean, down the road walking his dog. Um, what? Ooh. Please. I mean, if you even look at serial killers per se, Ted Bundy, lovely looking man, mm -hmm. very courteous, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. killed how many people? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can't, this is why you can't be. You can't be judgmental on how somebody looks. looks. You have to just fuck it all and say, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not answering your questions. If you're lost, that's too fucking bad. Pull out Google Maps on your damn phone. I'm not helping you. Yeah. I'm walking to my car and that's, I'm getting in my car and I'm going home or I'm safe. Yeah. I have like this bush here always kind of freaks me out. The one that's just in front of my house. Mm -hmm. When I pull in, I was like, Every now and then I think, is somebody hiding behind that bush? Yeah. Because if I come down this, this way, can't I can't see. see. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm, but I'm, you have to always be on alert. Yeah. And I park, my uh, housing situation is I live in a townhouse complex and so all the houses are in a row. And then we have like our parking spaces across from our houses. So there are bushes that's, but, but it would take a long time for somebody to like jump from behind that bush and then got to run down that little hill in order to get to me. Right. But because I'm parked beside a whole bunch of cars, somebody could always be on the other side of the car beside me True. and jump out. So I, I mean, what can I do besides walk with the parking lot is well lit yeah. and then everybody on my strip has motion sensor lights. So as soon yeah. as you start moving towards the houses, the lights are on and I have yelled at my kids and I've, I've actually put a little sign on there because the porch light, that's a motion sensor light yeah. comes on. If a freaking squirrel runs across <laughs> right. the pathway, they turn it off all oh, the time. No, you can't do that. And I have said to them, I'm coming home in the middle of the night all the time or late at night all the time. And sometimes I'm wearing heels. Yeah. Don't let me have to be fumbling trying to get into my house to yes. get away from somebody who's chasing me. Yeah, exactly. And they keep on like it's habit. The, the light for the porch is right by the door and they come in, they flip everything on or off or whatever. And I've, I've resorted to putting a little sign above the switch. Right. Do not turn this light off. No. 
Okay. Do yeah. you want me to die? Because it's mostly me. Yeah. Or my daughter coming in late at night. Yes. We need to be able to like get in as fast as possible. Yes. Um. So be careful out there, people. Yeah. And doulas don't. Again, like I think some of the newer doulas are like, yeah, it's so great. You know, I got this. I got a client. It's my first client. And then it's like, okay, but you still gotta. And you're only hyper-focused on that. You're you only, don't care about all those little details. Yeah, you, you always them. have to. So what we used to do, or what I used to do back when I had a husband, um, is, you know, I would always say, leave a message on a message board, like right at the front door there, where yeah, I was going, who I was meeting, the route I was taking, yeah. what time I should be home. And a couple of times when the interview has gone, you know, too long, my, shut up, Jack. Um, is, it, it is it? No, he wants to be fed. Oh. What? He's getting earlier and earlier yeah. every week because he's a dumbass. So, um, <laughs> hey Jack. A couple of times, you know, my husband's called me and said, you know, it's ten o'clock. You have, you're not home yet, and I'm because that was the thing. If I didn't answer, then something was wrong. Yeah. So had that. Yeah, I miss that about having. Well, actually, I must say, my my ex husband never did that. Yeah. He went to bed. Yeah, and just he would notice I wasn't there in the morning when he woke up. Um, that's it. He wouldn't. So that wasn't. A, I was gonna say I missed having somebody waiting at home for me, but actually I never had it. So, oh, <laughs> so well, well, I don't was, miss it. I'm just. Really, it would be nice. He was good for those things, and as I say, on a couple of different occasions, it was you know him calling and saying, and I'd be like, oh my god, yes, no, I'm on my way home. Everything's good. You know, he certainly didn't have any code words or anything just in case, but. Um, word. Oh yeah. my God. There's so has... much that I don't do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should, the three of us should have something like that where if we're ever in an interview, we can call the other and say, oh, I have to check in with my backup or something like that mm -hmm. and be able to say, you know, you know whatever well, that, that thing is, I really uh, need you to back me up today. Or, or I guess that's, that wouldn't be a good one because we might actually need someone to back them up today, but have some sort of a phrase that we use saying, I am in an unsafe place. Well, and I don't had, feel comfortable getting out. I messaged you guys one time when I went to somebody's home for an interview, but then they their apartment was being painted, so they were going across to a different building where the sister-in-law lived or something like that, and they were going to and they met me outside. And I was like, everything in my head is going, never go to a second location, never go to a second location, never go to a second location. <laughs> and, and that's if you're I, initially kidnapped. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, <laughs> And I and I messaged you guys going, okay, guys, um, this, this is, is where I was supposed to go, and this is where they're taking me now. If I don't message you back by like nine o'clock or something like that, this was years ago. I mm -hmm. think this is when we first started talking to one another on. Messenger. Maybe it's a good idea if we give the address of the people who are going to interviews for. Yeah, mm -hmm. at the very least, because I mean, if you're in real, real danger, you might not be able to get to your phone. As um, as a yeah. matter of fact, I turn my phone off. Well, I always when have I it in my back pocket. Like I don't leave it in my jacket. Do you leave or it on or I, off? Uh, I'll turn the ringer, ringer off. off. That's what I need to I do. Turn yeah. I turn the whole thing off, oh, which no. is probably not a good idea because my stupid phone—you've got to press this button really hard and then wait yeah. for it to restart yeah. and reboot and everything. Yeah. So I'm gonna start turning only the ringer off, making yeah. it accessible to calls yeah. out, and keeping it in my back. Problems I don't always have a back pocket to keep it in because you don't wear jeans. I wear, don't wear jeans. <laughs> I do wear je jeans, but not, really not all the interviews. time. Yeah, yeah, not really to interviews. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 
See, I told you there's a lot of stuff I don't do. Because well, I'm so confident that nobody's going to mess with me. Oh, bad attitude. Well, and I think a lot of people who do choose to mess with you are not always people with the intent to mess with you. Some people are, you know, not in a good place and they're making bad decisions. And people who we might even assume look normal and stuff like that are have poor intentions. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what you know, kind of scares me because I'm thinking my bad attitude is not going to, like my badass attitude isn't going to protect me from somebody who's mentally ill and who, yeah. like somebody who just wants to like grab my purse for cash, I might be able to like stir them down or, or they talk them out of it or whatever, or take this stupid purse, whatever. But yeah. somebody who's not, there's no reasoning with them because they're yeah. living in dimension X. When yeah. you let that purse go. Right, it's not worth. If it's only the purse that they're after, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Let that purse go. No, motherfucker. Do you know what this purse cost me? Get out of here. <laughs> I just got this. I have any idea how hard it is to get a new driver's license? Oh my license. god. <laughs> exactly. Just give um, me my license, buddy. My yeah, gift card. Yeah, Hold on. Right? Just take life. out my ID. Go ahead. Oh, have the sixty-seven cents that's in there. Knock yourself Here's out. Here's my change purse. You can actually have all of that. Here's my lottery tickets. Maybe you win a million dollars. Hey, I not. will not harass you for half of that shit. Yeah. Go ahead, take it. Go take it all. Yeah, no one, very few people carry cash anymore. I carry emergency cash. I, I always have. Mad like, money? Yeah. It's just like 20 bucks in case I get yep. stuck somewhere. My dad always know? said never leave the house without 20 bucks in your pocket. Yeah, that's the same thing that my dad always did. Um, my dad. <laughs> Never gave me any advice like that. No. Well, my dad gave me the advice. He didn't give me the twenty dollars. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't do Better that go either. earn twenty dollars and, and put it in your keep pocket. it in your pocket. That's right. Always mm -hmm. have twenty dollars on you. Yeah. Um. Actually, not checking in caused for quite a long time a lot of distress in my marriage because mm -hmm. of my bad attitude. Mm -hmm. I was like, you're just trying to control me. You're trying to know where I am. He's <laughs> just trying to make sure you're fucking safe, so that's what by it. And it caused so much stress. I'd come home from an interview, and he's like, could you please, when you just arrived, because I always let him know where I was going. When you arrive, let me know. When you're leaving, let me know. That's all I'm asking for. And in my little defiant head, I wouldn't, or I'd let it slide. And he's like, do you know how low down the totem pole that makes me feel in level of importance? Yes. Yeah. And um, it it caused a lot of dissent until I finally just said, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can see God. that. He loves you yeah. and wants to make sure you're fucking safe. Stop <laughs> being <laughs> such a bitch. It was a bad habit for a while. I can imagine that because I'm so not used to that. I'd be like, why? Yes, exactly. he would have to explain Why? it to me, and then I would soften. Yeah, but I, I, I can imagine initially being, what, why? And for him, it was just rude too. Like to him, he didn't understand it because it's rude. He's like, if I'm going somewhere and I lived at home, I'd let my mom know. I'd let her know when I was coming home. And that's the, the, and the I say thing. that to my kids. It's courtesy and safety for to let somebody in the house know where you're going to be when you're coming home and all that. And that child. Be all up in your life. I've given this no. speech a million times to yes. my grown children. You go do what you want to do, but it's safety and courtesy. Yes. Right? Yes. If you're not coming home, I don't I don't care who you're out there doing whatever you're... I mean, I do care, but I'm not interfering yeah, okay. in that. Just safety and courtesy. You're supposed to come home at 12 and you're not... And at 3 o'clock and you're not home. Yeah. I'm going to worry. Yeah. I'm too old to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. Please relieve me of this burden. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's safety and courtesy. Yeah, yeah. Let people know where you're going. Okay, yeah. you live in the house with them. Let them know where you're going. And yeah. again, I mean, I think with new doulas and whatnot, you just just be on your guard. 
Like just yes, be on your guard. Don't be on your phone. That always when I'm walking to my car and I see someone else walking to their car looking at their phone, I'm like, Look what are you doing? Up. Yeah, yeah. Look up. You should jump up to me. I'm gonna kill you right now. And then, then say, see, mm-hmm. you're lucky that I. That, that was I'm just not. a test. That's right. Put and your you phone failed. away. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a false sense of safety that if you're looking at your phone, people aren't going to bother you because you're busy. No, people are going to see you on your phone and say, Serial killers have no easy target. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any sense of boundaries. So. No. Or even just someone who wants to snatch your phone. Like, one of the things when, when my that's teenager... That's a time to snatch your phone. That's right. When my teenager got her phone, the agreement is the phone goes away when you get off the school bus. Because mm-hmm. the time between you getting off the school bus and getting to the house is where your phone going to get snatched if you're on it. Yeah. All they have to do is walk You're worried about and, this in South Asia? Oh, yeah. What? Xander got jumped twice. Oh, he got jumped twice for his No, we're safe. No. That's why That's why my kids, you know, have hand-me-down phones. And they don't even work. So... <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. He got jumped twice for his phone in South Ajax. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he actually the second time he didn't even have his phone out. He was just we walking in Malvern, home. And my kids have never been jumped. Yeah. No. All right, see that <laughs> Scarborough? Yeah, never had Scarborough. a problem. Nope, never had a problem. Crazy. I lived. So don't go to South Ajax. We lived for a short time in Metro Housing when I was a teenager, and uh, felt totally safe. Well, because all the guys who hung your- out there knew. Knew yeah. me and that's right. Yeah, yeah, and nobody bothered me. As a matter of fact, if I had a lot of stuff to carry, somebody would help me carry it up. My mom never carried groceries up because all those guys would always help her, and I never felt yeah. scared. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because yeah, in my neighborhood, like where I grew up, I got jumped for my cash a couple times on Friday because fish fish Friday, right? I went right. To, my job was to go get fish and chips on Friday, mm-hmm. and I'd have to walk through an alleyway out past my neighborhood to oh go get God. it. What year was this? 1980s? Yeah. Um, but Xander, when he got jumped both times, one time it was not in our neighborhood. It was in another neighborhood. Oh. And again, yeah, you don't jump people in your own neighborhood. You just no, don't. No. You feel relatively safe in your mm-hmm. own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the other time it happened, again, like away from our neighborhood, like a few major, mm-hmm. I don't want to say, in Ajax, blocks are monstrous, right? Mm-hmm. They're not little. Mm-hmm. They're huge sections. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it also wasn't in our neighborhood. So you don't generally jump people in your neighborhood. But there was a couple people who got jumped in our neighborhood by kids who came into the neighborhood from outside yes. the neighborhood. Yeah, yes. They That's literally were driving down the main road, mm-hmm. would pull up where a kid was, was they're around the same age, so they seem trustworthy, right? Like, hey, I, I'm looking for so-and-so. Um, they live in our Leary. Do you know where that is? Can you show me on my phone? Mm-hmm. Pull the person over and... The, Really, they grab you when you come up to the the car, and they mm-hmm. take your phone, and they take your bag, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then they drive off. Mm-hmm. But more and more people are getting um, cameras at the front of their house now too. So uh, yes, now that's not that's that's sort of like a basic security feature now. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You see it something all the time that only like billionaires in their gated mansions <laughs> have. Now everybody's got one. That's right. that's right. People want to see that their uh, Amazon packages have been delivered. And not stolen. And not stolen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have eyes on it. So mm-hmm. when your package gets delivered, you can see that it's been delivered. It's at the front door where they put it. Yeah. They're at work. Things. And they're yeah, that's right. scoping out the front of their house. And there's the new latchkey kids, too. Mm-hmm. People come up. Kids can come home, get to their front door. And when they ring the doorbell, it rings their parents' phone at work. Right. And the, phone, the parent can unlock the front door to let them in. Yes. If you're in a meeting and your kid can't get in the gut, that's fucking ridiculous. Well, I would imagine. Give, your kid, give the kid a key. key. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. Hide it under the flower pot. Like, 
<laughs> the rest of us did. I think that's a good. I think that's a good one option, but I think a key should be a part of the, you know, or the security code yeah, or whatever it is that you have. The responsibility. If your kid is not responsible enough to have a goddamn key, then you should be your home. bad parenting. Then somebody should be home when yeah. they get there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. If they can't let themselves in and out of the house, somebody should be home yeah, with them. Somebody has dropped the ball somewhere. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you had a birth story? Oh, yes, my cousin Jessie okay. set her birth story in for today. Oh. All right, and let me pull that bad boy up. Does anyone have to use the bathroom right Yeah, we're going to take a break. Um, I think we've exhausted and gone all over safety. Well, what did yeah. we talk about with safety? We, air horns. Air horns. We're all getting air Badass horns. attitudes. Badass That's attitudes. That. Being aware when you're walking Be anywhere. Be aware all the time. Be on your Get guard. Get an air horn. Stay off your phone. Here's the other thing, too. I have a bad habit of... When I'm locking my door or op unlocking it as I walk toward, you know, in your car, I press it twice just because I'm like, oh, the first press doesn't work. And so I press right. it twice. Good for the beep. But when I press it twice, it unlocks all the doors. Ah. Right. When I press it once, it only unlocks the driver's side door. A lot of um, <clears throat> remote <throat> door openers do that. Mm -hmm. If you are parking in an underground garage, I have to remember that all the time. Don't press it twice. Because if so somebody can jump into your car, mm -hmm. press it once so it's only your driver's door, right. close it and immediately lock it. Before yeah. I start the car, right. I close it and immediately lock it. George and Karen talked about that on yes. one, of, one of the episodes. Yes. And that's another thing, too. It's my habit to press it twice, to unlock it, to lock it. Yeah. But I have to always remember when I'm in a place where I don't feel all that safe. Press it only one time. And don't be embarrassed to ask security guards of the hospital to walk you no. to the car. That's don't be embarrassed about job. anything when it comes to safety. No. If you yeah. feel unsafe, if you even if you only feel marginally unsafe, a second unsafe, ask the security guards to walk you to your car. It's your life jacket. Just like yeah. you get in a boat, you wear a life jacket. doesn't matter if you can fucking swim. doesn't matter if you can fight if someone comes at you. It's a life jacket for those instances where someone knocks you out. Yeah. Yep. Somebody knocks on my door. Like my mother, when I was a kid, before fancy security things, when your mother t teaches you, you never, and I lived in an apartment, mm -hmm. you do not open, you just open the door. Because you'd see on TV, right? Mm -hmm. Ding dong, people just open the door. That just not even craziness to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. You always would say, who is it? And if they're Who not is in it? line of the peephole, yeah, I don't want to go down too little to use the peephole. Like you weren't even allowed to. My kids were not. Don't even. You're not allowed to answer the door. Mm -hmm. No, no. You're I, not allowed to look through. The I'm big 49 enough. years old and I don't answer the door now. Don't. <laughs> I'll say who is it, and if it's somebody that I don't know, you talk to them through the door. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I'm just here. When I was at my sister's for that week, the people next door were getting. I don't remember what it was. Roofs or windows or something happening so then you know they took that business opportunity to go around and, mm -hmm. and knock on people's doors and whatever that's great so i said to the guy listen my mother was a told i said straight to him my mother told me never to open the door to strangers what can i do for you you can i can hear you perfectly fine and i know you can hear me so he explained he said i understand and i said all right just can leave your literature in the mailbox i'll get it another time thanks bye yep Exactly. I didn't tell him I was home alone. I'm here watching my sister's house. No. no, no. I just said, I don't open the door to strangers. Leave your stuff in the yeah. mailbox. Yeah, exactly. That's a good rule. Don't open your door to strangers. Don't. That's it. Fuck politeness. Fuck politeness. Don't worry about looking weird or looking mean. 
or anything. Just own your crazy. Be safe. <laughs> just be safe. Yeah. yeah. Just be safe. Yeah. Right. Don't forget to hit people in vulnerable body parts. The nards. Yeah. And the eyes. The throat. The knees. Mm hmm. You know, you only need eight pounds of pressure to break a knee. Mm hmm. Is that so? Because it's not yeah. supposed to bend that way. That's the joint right. lets go. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if someone comes up behind you, you kick backwards, you bend your leg, and you slam your foot right into that person's kneecap. Yep. They're going to go down like a sack of potatoes. Yep. And that was the self defense podcast. <laughs> yeah, but this really had nothing to do with. Her. Well, it does. It has to do and with dual safety. Because yeah, yeah. the vast majority of us are, are, identify as women. Physically, are female and, and going into listen, vulnerable situations. Don't let's not fool ourselves. Yeah. Who are the majority of people who attack women? We listen to the My Favorite Murder podcast. Yeah. What is the gender of the people who are mostly victims on that podcast? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not fool ourselves here. Yeah. And and who are the perpetrators? Yeah. Right. That's right. So be safe and just you know. Be aware of your surroundings. We didn't talk about emotional safety. We touched on it a little bit last week when I, when I mentioned that incident I had with right, when yes. we were talking about uncomfortable situations with clients. But that's an issue too. Yeah. Yes. Feeling emotionally safe, feeling vulnerable yeah. in a way that's not okay yes. with people who are virtually strangers to you, and how much of that emotional vulnerability you want to display or, or uh, um, allow them to come into your space. Yes. Like, you've got to keep that in mind, too. Yes. Bodily safety is one thing, and emotional safety is another. We should mm -hmm. talk about that on the next podcast. Yeah, on keep another podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, oh, read that. Okay, let's well, take a break. We're going to take, take a break. Okay. We're going to take a break, and then we will come back with the birth story, and we will get some water. Freshen up. Freshen up. And, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't pushed off yet. What the hell? Have a great day, everybody. You can't oh, control it. Better up than in. It's an illness. <laughs> Bear with her. You need to forgive see her. Somebody about a that. A burp doctor. <laughs> all right, we're back. We are back. Well. With another birth story. We do. We Who's have a birth story. Who is this person? Today's birth story is my cousin. So if my voice oh. sounds like I'm a little extra excited, it's because I am a little extra excited. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many cousins. I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to make them all write their birth stories. Yes. All of you people. That's what I did. I called mm -hmm. it to Jesse to do this. So Jessica Dockery is my cousin. She lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I was to fly down to see her last year while she had her baby to doula her. Oh, yeah. And so you did. did it? I did. Yes, I remember that. Um, And the day before, yeah, the day before I left, I broke my ribs falling down the stairs. Oh, outside right. of the oh yeah. my God. <laughs> but I did go. I did go. But this is Jessica's story of how baby number two, Mr. Caspian, came into this world. Is this the baby that you went to go? Yes. Okay. So this is from Jesse. I'll begin my birth story with a road trip. Sounds dangerous, huh? I started my day by driving to the airport an hour away to pick up my mom from out of town. I had an appointment with my midwife that morning at 1130, so that was our first stop. Everything checked out fine. No signs of birthing time. But I did mention to her that I felt different. I also want to mention at the end of this, I'm going to dig up that midwife's name. 
I tell you, you know when good energy walks into a room? Mm -hmm. This woman is just good energy walking into a room. Those Floridian midwives. Those Floridian midwives. <laughs> um, I actually asked her if I could hug her the minute she walked in the room. I'm like, I have to hug you. So I can absorb some of that good shit Whatever you're that you're bringing into this house. <laughs> um, all right. Back to your story, Jess. I had an appointment. Yeah, midwife, blah, 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 blah. Oh, here we go. Everything checked out fine. Of course it does. No signs of birthing time, but I did mention I just felt different. After the appointment, we, my mom and I, continued on to the fabric store because I wanted to get some fabric to sew my own burp cloths. This is, this is who Jessie is. Um, while walking around, I felt a little squirt in my pants and thought oh. I had peed a little. Oh. Upon inspection in the restroom, I realized a little bit of my mucus plug had shot out and thought to myself, well, maybe I'll be seeing some action soon. Next step was Panera Bread for lunch. While we were eating, I began to feel some tightening, but didn't think much of it. As we were leaving, I had to walk slowly because of it. I still internally denied that this was the start of anything. I think I was chalking it up to really bad gas. My family. We got in the car. DNA can't hide. Me, we got in the car, me driving, and made the half-hour trek back to the house. We got home around 3 p.m. and decided to go ahead and get a few things set up before I had to pick up my four-year-old from school or from daycare. She had her very first t-ball practice that afternoon, and I didn't want to miss it, and I didn't want her to miss it. The practice field was about 30 minutes away, and on the way, I actually had to pull over for what we now know was a birthing wave. But silly me, I thought it was more gas pain. <laughs> At this point, my mom, a mother of five, knew what was happening. She also knows how stubborn I am and made the wise decision not to pester me about it. This is where my aunt started messaging me on on Messenger. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Um, we arrived at the field around 4.30 and I asked my mom to take my daughter so that I could give, uh, so I could time my waves and see what sort of timeline we might be on. So part of me was still in denial, but a deeper part of me knew exactly what was up. The funny thing is, at this point, I couldn't even really time them because essentially wave was building upon wave and there was no up or down. I texted my midwife and my husband, both an hour away in opposite directions. Oh, jeez. I went ahead and turned on my HypnoBaby soundtrack in the car to get my mind in the right place. As practice was ending around 5.30, I texted my mom out in the field saying we should really wrap it up. <laughs> From the car, I could see her read the text and hustle to get my daughter back to the car, and that alone was worth a chuckle. Things were pretty intense for me from that point, so I went ahead and let my mom drive home. <laughs> How very generous. Very good. It ended up being about 45 minutes because of traffic at the time. At one point, while we were stopped at a traffic light, a guy motioned to roll down our window and told us that one of my tires had a bubble. I oh thought gosh. something was going on with the car, but I really wasn't focused on it. We gave him a smile and a thank you and continued home. At 6.15, we got home. 6.15 p.m., mm -hmm. and things continued to intensify. I thought my mom would be able to figure out the pool, so I went straight to the bathtub, hoping to get a little relief while she did. Epic fail. Huh. While cringing in the tub, I managed to speak to my midwife on the phone, and we agreed it was time for her to make the hour-long drive to me. I got out, threw some towels on the bed, and positioned myself on my hands and knees, desperately trying to find relief. My husband then made it home and went right to work, between helping my mom fill the pool and being the perfect birthing partner. Oh, Russell. Aww, that's so sweet. Although I just wanted that darn pool filled up. Maybe at 7 or 7.15, it was finally ready, and I pulled myself together enough to waddle 30 feet to the pool. Instant relief. Oh, my God, it felt so good. 
still in, still intense, but such a relief. Now I had already pooped twice before arriving or after arriving home and getting in the pool, but sure enough, about three minutes in, I felt the urge to poop again. I know what you're thinking, but I was well aware that my body could be doing something else, but I really didn't want to have explosive diarrhea in the pool, so I climbed out and sat on the that toilet again. That would be bad. Mm -hmm. I did poop, but for all the pressure, I only got a Tootsie Roll. So I oh out. <laughs> so at that point, I knew it was really close. Stephanie's family! <laughs> yes! No birth story would be I complete believe. without poop mention. <laughs> I climbed back into the pool and tried to prepare myself for another hour or two of birthing waves. Why? I don't know. That's just where I, I thought I was at that point. Um, I do want to mention that at this point where Jessie mentions going from the toilet back to the pool, I got the privilege of watching her because wow. my aunt had already got me on FaceTime because my flight wasn't until the next day. Mm -hmm. And so I watched her weeble wobble, weeble wobble naked over to the pool and Aww. just throw a leg over and hop in with my aunt on the phone perfect and my aunt had said it seems as though she's in labor now <laughs> um here we go you were in florida though no 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 i had not flown out yet yeah, that's right next day. i had just broken my my ribs i was oh, in bed on right. painkillers mm. um here we go at one point my four-year-old took a break from watching minions on the ipad to come over and ask what i was doing and i just said oh i'm getting the baby out for you she said okay and went back to the couch that was easy. My mom asked if I wanted her to get my rock and doula cousin on FaceTime, which she had actually already done. And that and that's Stephanie, by the way. And of course I said yes. What a genius idea. So we get Stephanie on FaceTime and she looks at me and says, Yep, looks like you're about to have that baby. My mind instantly realized that this was actually happening now, and somehow I managed to relax enough for baby to move down. I was on my knees and leaning on the side of the pool. I lifted one leg out and let that kid make a move. I reached down between my legs to feel around, but I really didn't know if I was feeling the baby's head or my vulva or what. I simultaneously was contemplating, trying to sort of suck the baby back in to give myself an extra minute or two to gain composure. <laughs> but I really no, no <laughs> sucking back in. No sucking back in. There's no composure. <laughs> Just yes. forget composure. Let it go, Jess. Let mm -hmm. it go. Mm -hmm. Which is what she did. I really knew I had no control over that, so I took a breath and let the next wave squeeze my baby's head out. Yes, I felt it. I knew the body would come so easy. So I waited another 10 or 15 seconds, and the next wave sent my baby into my hands. So where's the midwife at this point? Not there. Not there. Okay. <laughs> no one's there. Um, let's see. I pulled my little angel up onto my chest. My mom and husband had just been standing by waiting to do whatever I needed or asked. And when I finally looked up at them, they both exclaimed how awesome that was. I certainly felt awesome. Steph, of course, called out, what's the gender? I raised the baby up to discover that we now had a boy. Thank goodness, also being seasoned enough to take a look at the clock, we determined it was 7.34 on February 13, 2018, that he made his appearance. Also known as Mardi Gras. Oh. My four-year-old came back over, excited to have a sibling to play with, and promptly tossed one of her Paw Patrol toys into the pool for him to play with. Nice. Ten minutes later, my midwife walked in. Midwives walked in and said, "Oh, look, you had a baby." <laughs> Indeed, I had a lovely ten or beautiful eight-pound, ten-ounce baby oh, boy. Oh, I was going to say ten pounds. We now wow. call Caspian, mm. and that of the birth is the birth of we, Mister Caspian. That's a lovely story. Unassisted home water birth. That's right. Look at that. Not for everybody. Not no. I'm not saying that this is how you should birth, but that that's gorgeous. That's beautiful. That's and awesome. 
you know what I really loved about that too is that she pointed out that her mom very well very knowledgeable about having children mm -hmm. and what that looks like yep and, and, and didn't my, have her hands all up in there no my aunt knew what she knew more was about her daughter and she knew to just let Jesse work this the way Jesse needed to work this and mm -hmm. for Jesse that was always just moving forward mm -hmm. that's how she does it that's how she rolls that's how she parents that's how she wives. She just keeps finding a way to move forward. That's how she wives. It is. That's how she runs that house. How do you wife, Stephanie? I clearly didn't get it Me neither. I didn't get that wife manual. Didn't show up at my door. So I just winged it, and apparently that doesn't work. No, I didn't do it right. That's how she wives. Yeah. Perfect. I did love that my they, my aunt had said, you know, Jess is now in labor. And she had immediately turned that camera around for me to see Jess. And I'm like, hey, babe. And she immediately just made a really grunty, oh, oh. nice to like, see you too. Yes. I think I said something right along those lines, doing great. Um, and, yeah, she she really did in that moment believe that she still had a couple, a couple hours of labor still left in her. And it's like, no. No, Damn it, I want to do so. a FaceTime long distance <laughs> labor now. Come yeah. on. I got cousins who live down there, Florida, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. People? Good time. Come on. Sean, let's go. Let's see. Sean doesn't even listen to this podcast, I don't think. But Why the fuck not? <laughs> you really should. She should. We need to spread this out intercontinentally. I wanted to make a, a little... I've been chatting while we've been um, doing this um, with on Instagram, the birth geeks. Uh, they're in the U.S. in St. Louis, Kentucky. Oh, um, yes. And she says it's a thrill that having a little fangirl moment with me while I've been typing this. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm the one having the fangirl moment. Oh. Um but yeah, so she follows and watches and or she listens every week. And her name is Heidi. In Louisville, Kentucky? In Louis oh sorry, not Heidi, Hillary. Um Hillary. Been a duo for five years with Birth Geeks and that's on Instagram and she's I guess they are the Birth Geeks. Shout out to the Birth Shout Geeks. Out to so the they birth have a geeks. podcast also? No, no. No. She's just oh yeah, yeah, she does. The Birth Geeks. Mm. We should listen to them. We should. We should. And so should you. Yeah. Fill up your podcast roster with yeah. only birth podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I was actually surprised at how many birth podcasts there are. Yes. They're starting to pop up. Somebody on yeah. one of the groups that we are all on, I think, said, yeah. you guys give me recommendations for birth podcasts. And I thought, well, there's like two, us and a couple of other people. But no, there were a lot of recommendations. You know what? I don't consider us a birth podcast, though. I call us a no. doula podcast. Yeah, like, this we are is for true. The I think we, I think we started so. that we were going to do a birth podcast, yeah. but we kind of no just, doula podcast is better. Yeah, yeah, we just transitioned straight. It in. is better. Not, not that birth podcasts are not good. No, but. they absolutely are. But I was going to say, like, not that those that are um, pregnant can't benefit from listening to this, mm -hmm. but it is more geared towards you know doulas. our lives. As People doulas. are always asking me that. Is it for, you know, like people who are looking for doulas or people who are doulas? And well, I said, anybody can listen, but we're talking about our work as doulas. So if you are interested in having a doula, that this is lots of good information, too. For what to expect. And all of us are up for taking clients, so don't 
let it deter you. <laughs> yeah. Call us, email, Instagram, do whatever and get in touch with us if you are yeah. looking for a doula and if you're interested. If you want to be a doula or if you're already a seasoned doula, yeah. contact us and tell us all your secrets. Yeah, we could even... I and mean, then we will talk about them on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you want to... Here's an, an interesting thing. People aren't sending us birth stories, so that's fine. But what about um, sending us how you became a doula stories? Yeah. You know, what brought you to this point? Mm -hmm. um, not that we won't still have birth stories, because we will, because I think we've got enough relatives between us. Mm -hmm. um, that we can force we to. Can force them to. <laughs> Bloody hell, just do it. Mm -hmm. Tell me how it went. Um, I want to give a shout out to this midwife. Oh, so, right, yes. Spirit of Life Traditional Midwifery in Miami. So if you're oh, in you Miami, Florida, go get her. Her name is Sheila Watson, and she is fucking awesome. Mm. I don't know if she would want me to use that word in association with her, her word, with her uh, name, but she is absolutely a beautiful, wonderful individual. And that's in Florida. And that's in Miami, Florida. Miami. Spirit of Life, traditional midwifery. Where's your cousin live? In uh, the Keys in Florida. Oh. So just outside of Miami. Okay. Because I'm like, Miami's like a pretty far south, but I suppose the Keys are even farther south. Yeah. All right. And then just right after that is Jamaica. So there you go. There you go. You're practically Jamaican. <laughs> You're practically Jamaican, Jesse. All right. Excellent. All right. So thank you, ladies, once again for entertaining and me thank this you Thursday morning. So much for those donuts. Yeah. And if oh. you feel like if you feel like bringing those every week, <laughs> we want. I am not going fight. to fight you on that. They one. do have their fresh, so they only have limited donuts and limited pastries in the morning. So I can next week bring the apple and raspberry turnovers instead. No, I want donuts. I want donuts. You want donuts. Okay, donut for Suzanne. You, which type of turnover do you like? And they're big. They're like big like the donuts are big, like the size of your head big. Okay. If I'm going to have a turnover, I'd rather raspberry apple. Raspberry or, it's usually raspberry or apple turnovers. Apple, apple, apple turnovers. Apple, if they don't have that, I'll pick any Okay. Mm. <laughs> I mean, look at us all. <laughs> it's this once is, a week. This is, is why we don't have dental floss. <laughs> Underwear. Treating. Why. treating. So last week it was cake. Exactly. And then this week Actually, big donut. shout out to my to my middle son. It is his birthday today. It is. Yep. That's Thomas's birthday today. Yep. Seventeen years old today. So. Oh my god. And his mama hasn't got him a, got him anything for his birthday yet. Whatever. Um, you got time. I still have time. He's mm -hmm. going to his dad's tonight. So mm -hmm. hopefully, we'll this client will have her baby, and then we can have the weekend yes. to do stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you again. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Pragmatic Doulas. We have Twitter as well. And should we have a website? Well, I was just are thinking we, about that are yesterday. We, are we at that place we at where that we want? Yeah. Because I want to post some pictures of some things when we talk about them, like what we talked about today. Yeah. What about like a Facebook a page? A Facebook page? We don't have a Facebook. All the good podcasts have both. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll talk about we'll it. Talk about we'll that. see. We'll see. Yeah. Keep listening. And, yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.